Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth with you. Let's get back to the games. And we've got a divisional matchup between the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Seattle is at home. Seven and a half points. They are the favorite with that spread. The total is 44 and a half. Joe, it is a divisional game. Those things tend to be tight and lower scoring. But Cardinals are uh, arguably the worst team in football for a reason. So do you want to back the Seahawks in seven and a half? Former Cardinals head coach, rest in peace, Denny Green said, they are who we thought they were. He was talking about the Bears, but we can put that with the Cardinals, right? I mean, they are who we thought they were. They were punchy to start the season. You know, they'll show up for a half. They were leading last week at halftime against the Rams. It was a low-scoring game that was more about the Rams, I think. But the more and more we see of this team, especially without James Conner, I can't believe I'm saying that. But th but that's a little talent they have where James Conner is being talked about like he's so <laughs> valuable to the team. James Conner, I repeat, that's that's what we're saying. Just as, as a reminder, uh, what they run 77 plays last week. I I like the Seahawks in Survivor. I used them with both of my pools with my one pick that's left. I like them in a teaser. I didn't mention them in contest picks, but they could. The more and more I think about this game, I'm cool with them covering the point spread. Even if you add that hook of seven and a half, there's a lot of reasons to back the Seahawks. Um, yeah, I mean, at times the Cardinals' rushing offense has looked good, but again, no Connor, and you're going against the best rushing defense in the NFL. It's been amazing what the Seahawks defense – was anybody saying that? Oh, they're stout against the run going into the season. But that's what they've shown us through six weeks. They should have beat the Bengals last week. They outgained them by 166 yards. What was the issue? Red zone. Got to turn that around. They were one for five in the red zone. This would be the first time in Geno Smith's career that he is favored by a touchdown. It'll be interesting to see. Um, right? He's been around yeah. a while. It's been around he has a while. Been. And, yeah, it's, and and this defense is not going to get any pressure on him. Like just everywhere they rank defensively, like however you want to look at it, success rate worse in the NFL. Defensive DVOA, second worst, EPA per play. They're number 30 in the league. This defense has got awful. And, you know, I said they are who we thought we they were. Well, the more and more we see of Dobbs, like, okay. Yeah, word is out. Film is out on this guy. Uh, defenses have figured uh, out the Cardinals for sure. I'm, I'm not back at the Cardinals. It's all Seahawks stuff for me. And props wise, like I've heard angles on all sorts of different receivers, and I understand why. Like I might bring up DK Metcalf later when we talk about alt numbers. I love this game. One of my favorites. Lots of props. The majority of my bets are on this game, and I cannot wait. I think the Seattle defense will make life very difficult for the Cardinals. Um, let's start with some of the props that I like. Geno Smith, over one and a half passing touchdowns. I love everything. Kenneth Walker. Arizona allowing an average of 133 yards per game on the ground. I bet longest rush over 16 and a half was minus 105. I mean, I've looked at everything everything attempts total rush yards i just love it i mean i'm looking at alt when we get to that for our two minute drill 
Um, the one thing I will not do is his touchdown prop. I was telling Paul before the show. Plus money last mm. week is one of my favorite bets. Now it's like minus 200. So definitely not betting that. But going over on pretty much everything else, Kenneth Walker. And I think Geno Smith is going to have a great day as well. You mentioned one, in five, one for five in the red zone. I don't think they're going to struggle like that again. I think Geno mm-hmm. Smith has a great day. They will not struggle again in the red zone. I think Seattle will score a bunch of points in this one, and I think they can cover the big number in part because what makes Geno Smith so effective? It's play-action passing. His success rate on such throws is greater than 60%, only trailing Lamar Jackson in that department. Cardinals have struggled against really any kind of pass, any kind of throw and catch. The Cardinals just can't stop it. So you better believe that they can't stop play action passing when you might have linebackers biting. Also, they have had trouble with key design runs. And so the tandem to Zach Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker individually. Okay, maybe they haven't been elite individually, but I think the combination can be really good here. And perhaps they're also due for some big games because we really do believe in their talents. I think the question is, okay, which receivers and running backs do we want to back here? I do think Mm -hmm. it can be a bit of a grab bag, though I I have one idea that I will share a little later on in the festivities. But I think what is more reliable when you're betting on props in this game is how about just fading the Cardinal skill players? Why not just do that? Because I like the Seattle defense. Chenu Wosu, I think, will get some pressure, uh, you know, against Dobbs. I, I do think that this front should be able to contain just about any rushing attack. I think that's the play more than anything else because it, it you could mix and match. And I think these props will be exaggerated because we know the Cardinals are bad. But I think offensively, there may be a little bit of hope hope in, say, the ground game. And I want to evaporate that. And so Keontae Ingram props, I would probably fade those any which way you can. Found 52 and a half rushing receiving yards. I want to go under that. Okay. Um, Aaron mentioned the touchdown prop and why you don't want to do it at this price. There's a minus 154 out there. But, you know, something we've Mm. seen a couple times in Seahawks games Walker's got two touchdowns, so two plus touchdowns is plus three sixty. I mean, for, for I mean, that's not the worst bet in the world. Like, if you believe they're going to have control of this game and the second half is going to be a lot of Kenneth Walker, like I do, he should have a couple of opportunities to score. And he actually leads the NFL on attempts inside the five. He has ten attempts. Mm. I think he'll get a few of those. I love that. Didn't even think of that. Pretty. <laughs> Pretty much bet him for everything else, but two plus yes. touchdowns is great. Great idea there. Yeah. <laughs> no, it makes a lot of sense to me. The question though is like, you know, what role does Charbonnet have in this offense? Yeah. That would probably be my one question, but chances are you're getting some good value there. Let's move on now to the Chargers and the Chiefs. KC is at home. Uh, five and a half points is the spread. The total is 48. I, I I believe in John Daigle and when he says like we really should see a lot of points in a game like this, but maybe we won't just because of the state of the league right now, Joe. Totals dropped four points this week. This is normally a game where the total is only going in one direction. Like we've seen this matchup again, even even though it's a divisional matchup, this is one of those where the totals starts off in the low fifties earlier in the week, and by the end of the week, it's in the mid fifties. But with this NFL, that's just not happening anymore. So at 48, is that a good spot? It's very tempting. Yeah, the Chiefs defense, you've got to give them all the credit in the world. You've got to. Uh, what can uh, you do on them? You can run on them, but you cannot pass on them this year. 
How did Chargers move the football? Herbert through the air for the most part. Now, the numbers have been scary, especially over the last couple of weeks. It's not the Herbert that we're used to. And what, what do you know? It's without Mike Williams. Like he, he's been gone with his injury. And then all of a sudden they're having struggles. I, I don't want to say just stop doing it with a rookie receiver, but like maybe they should just stop doing it with Quentin Johnston right now <laughs> because he is very far off. Uh, Quentin Good Johnston, try. Good effort. Not, not meeting any sort of expectations. Not at this point. I mean, the Chargers, I mean, rather the Chiefs often should get right, but we've had this conversation before. It's a, it's a plus matchup for them where they should be able to do just fine. Hey, I hesitate to say it, but. You know, I, I mentioned yesterday I like the Chargers, and I'm good with it. Herbert usually keeps it close when they're a sizable underdog. He's been flawless in this matchup, five, six points. They're getting – he's won it a couple times. It's gone to overtime a couple times, and then close losses, close one-score losses the other times. But matchup-wise, I think Rasheed Rice is in a good spot, right, in this game? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Get me on camera. <laughs> Get me on camera. Come nope. on. There nope. we go. I don't go. know what that means. It means pony up, Joe. Are you it's in? Pony up this whole time, Joe. Are you in? Yeah. 36 and a half? Absolutely. That number's yeah. ridiculous. Give me a big bowl of rice here. Let's go. That number's a joke. Yeah. Are we doing anything with Travis Kelsey's all in love now? Are we fading him? Is he gonna, is he gonna go off? What does this mean? He's gallivanting around the country with his girl. Gallivanting. <laughs> Take oh, your career boy. seriously. Gallivanting. Word of the day: gallivanting. That, that was not our word of the day. We don't have a word of the day yet. We do yeah, now. We remnants was from yesterday, but we don't have a word of the day yet. Gallivanting, but Travis Kelsey gallivanting all over the country with his new girl. Right. Gallivanting yeah. into the end zone. Uh, it doesn't work. Uh, um, I'll, I'll count it. Is... You'll count, count it? it? All right, fine. Yeah. Okay. So the Chargers have a short week. I think the Chiefs have the advantage here. I don't think I'm going to bet the spread, though. I. I... I don't know. Brandon Staley, what is he going to do? I think he should be on the hot seat at this point. And Justin Herbert, it, it seems he like he's having a difficult time adjusting to this offense. It's just things aren't working quite success as successful as I thought they were going to be. So I don't know. I just think the Chiefs overall have more talents. I don't know about the spread, though. I'll probably stay away from that one. It'll be a pass mm -hmm. for me. I like the Chiefs at home. I am going to uh, lay the five and a half here. I, I think it's one of those deals where this Chargers defense, yes, they have shown some signs of, of success. The problem is they're giving up a lot of yak already. In terms of uh, yak over expected, it's 108. That's sixth worst in football. It's something where they're getting rid of the deep shot, and that's great, something that hasn't always been the case. And I think running the ball against them is probably a slightly tougher, so I would be really careful with, say, like Isaiah Pacheco props. But I still think, though, that you can get good chunk plays off of short passes, and that's largely what we see from the Chiefs now because this receiving core hasn't exactly impressed. With Travis Kelsey, you know he's a great yak tight end, maybe the best we've ever seen. But one prop I do like, 
How about Noah Gray over 10 and a half receiving yards as his longest reception? That mm. one is fun and fancy free to me. That one probably makes a good bit of sense because I think it's the yak that we're looking for as far as why the Chiefs will cover the big number. And I'm comfortable with that one. The Kelsey number is 72 and a half. I'm not interested in it. At times, Derwin James has been all right. I'm I'm staying away from that from that number in that specific matchup, which is part of the reason I'm leaning towards Rice. Yeah. I'm definitely Pony up. That's right. Not you too. That's right. Come on, Joe. Know. Everyone's doing it. I'm not betting Everyone's it. Everyone's doing not it. it. Nope. I'm going to text you Pony <laughs> up every time he gets a catch. I'll be in if I bet on him. Cooper. We'll see. Yeah, I know you won't. <laughs> All right. Packers and Broncos. How about this? Jordan Love. Whatever you want to say about him. He's a favorite on the road in Denver. How in Yikes. the world could this possibly happen? Whoa. Well, that means because the Broncos have been just putrid. Total 45 and a half, Joe. Oh, nasty. This game stinks. What do you guys think? I'm not betting anything with the side. Uh, here, here, you know what I think? Kind of under the radar, and it was a, a player prop that we were all on in the Monday night football matchup uh, before the bye. Uh, last time we saw the Packers on the field. By the way, how are they going to look? How's Love going to bounce back? He, he had three interceptions in that game. I mean, you look at some of the numbers, EPA plus CPOE, like he's bad. Completion percentage above expectation. He's like last 34th, I think. Uh, Dylan has had his struggles with the run game. But is it Christian Watson time? In this matchup against the Broncos secondary, I kind of think Eventually. it's Christian Watson time. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. he had 91 yards in that game. It was just Jordan Love was throwing him the football, so it, it, it was tough. He, only, he did that on just three grabs. But uh, total yards, 49 and a half. Like, he gets into the end zone when given the opportunity. That's almost two to one. I'm looking at Watson props here. Gosh. I am not interested in this game at all. I don't think I like anything. I mean, what's worse, the Nothing. Packers being road favorites or the Raiders? This is just another just ew. Bad. I'm not interested. Um, I mean, the Broncos defense is so bad, so I like where you're looking. I probably would just have to force it with some props, but I just have no interest. This is one I don't really care about. <laughs> yeah, this game sucks. I mean, the, the Broncos have a tough upcoming schedule as well. It's just not looking good for them. I wouldn't be surprised mm. if they don't even really – tried out like for the rest of the season doesn't it just kind of seem that way i i would actually like to convince you guys of a prop to back the broncos let's see how my argumentative skills work in this one so okay. one stat i've cited a lot pass rate over expected in situations where you may run because of down distance etc which teams still pass well you can have a pass rate over expected defensively and Sumer Sports has talked about this. And the number one team that that uh, sort of elicits more runs than anticipated is the Green Bay Packers. I think Denver will run the ball a good bit in this one. Javante Williams over 47 and a half rushing yards. I love that prop. That might be one of my favorite props of the day. And plus, if Denver does have a lead, they will run the ball more as well. So game scripts also suggest such things. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Steelers, Rams, and of course, the game of the week, Dolphins, Eagles. That's right here on the BetQL Network.
We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.